I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, San Francisco's Deadly Streets. Columnist Heather Knight is here to talk about Vision Zero. That's the city's program that aims to end fatalities in traffic by 2024. But as Heather will tell us, we're nowhere near that goal. Heather, thanks for coming in again. My pleasure. So, Heather, a few questions for you to start with. Mm-hmm. You live in the city. I do. You walk in the city. Yep. You drive in the city. Yep. You do you ever cycle or scooter? Only with Peter Hartlob. Okay. <laughs> I ride buses. Do you scooter in the city? No. <laughs> okay. You've seen this. You've you've reported on it. What is your overall diagnosis of the safety of San Francisco streets? Not safe. Uh, I walk my kids to school. I take Muni a lot. Um, try to walk as much as I can. And you always have to um, be super careful as a pedestrian. Cars are just um, whipping around corners, uh, not paying attention when they're turning. Um, you know, they inch into the box when they shouldn't and then they're stuck in the middle of the intersection for <laughs> that multiple never happens to me, yeah. by the way. Never. Uh, lots of bad behavior and walking walkers and bicyclists also could be better as well um everybody's distracted and rushed and it's the streets are a lot more crowded so the danger level has definitely gone up so 2014 correct the city has had enough um i believe there were 32 deaths am i right uh, in 2014 that sounds right. So um, the number had been on the rise, and um, the late mayor, Ed Lee, agreed to implement Vision Zero, which was a program to um, eliminate traffic fatalities within 10 years. So we're halfway there, 2019, and the goal is by 2024, nobody in San Francisco will die in traffic. But actually, the numbers have gone back up. We're not as bad as where we were in 2014, but a lot worse than where we were in the years in between. So I just checked, and the number now stands at 27 deaths this year um, in traffic, 17 of them pedestrians. So obviously Vision Zero is a really, you know, steep goal to get to to no deaths, but 27 is really shocking. Yeah. So um, there's one bicyclist, 17 pedestrians, some motorcyclists and people in cars. And this number has spiked this year. Um, injuries have also spiked. Um, I wrote a recent column about how somebody has taken SF General in an ambulance because they've been severely injured on the streets every 15 hours. And that number likewise is also on the rise. Yeah, you wrote that that by focusing on deaths, we were kind of avoiding all of the injuries, which are a lot more common. Right. Doctors are just getting better and better at saving people. But sometimes, you know, the life can be permanently ruined. Um, I've talked to a woman whose mother was hit by a car and has traumatic brain injury and just has been a completely different person ever since this happened. And it changed the whole family's life. So um, they they are saving people, but the numbers are just shocking. What is What is Vision Zero? You know, what are the sort of main components behind it and why is that so difficult in San Francisco? So there's three E's. It's education, which is, um, you know, informing people of how to use the streets safely, regardless of what mode of transportation or walking you're using at the time. There's um, engineering, which is what Muni's in charge of making streets safer. That would include protected bike lanes, bull bouts where the, you know, the intersections have wider curbs for pedestrians to wait on, um, changes like that. And then, um, you know, brighter crosswalks and um, red light cameras that would all fall under engineering. And then there's an enforcement category, which is on 
on the police, and that is to issue more tickets for bad driving behavior, and they call it focus on the five. There are five behaviors of drivers that are most likely to injure or kill pedestrians, and police are supposed to be ticketing those specifically. But I wrote another column recently about how tickets are way down, including for those focus on the five behaviors. Really quickly, what are those five behaviors? They won't surprise you. Speeding, failing to stop at a red light, failing to stop at a stop sign, failing to give pedestrians the right of way, and failing to yield to pedestrians while turning. So why are tickets down? I mean, early on in Vision Zero, I remember us covering press conferences where they talk about, you know, enforcement actions, Mm -hmm. uh, going out and focusing on a certain thing on a certain street, you know, some of the most dangerous intersections, some of the most dangerous thoroughfares. Mm -hmm. You know, what happened? What are the numbers showing? Uh, The numbers have gone way down on overall tickets as well as specifically on those focus on the five behaviors. So I talked to the commander of the traffic division at SFPD, and he said um, a big reason that enforcement is down is because there was a state law passed in 2015, which um, had good intentions of trying to ensure the police are not racial profiling people when they pull them over to give them tickets. So it requires them to enter a lot more data when they do pull people over so that um, the state can track uh, people's demographics who are pulled over. But the commander said that that has resulted in police having to enter twice as much information as they used to when they um, wrote tickets. And so some just don't have the time or inclination to do that. And uh, traffic ticketing has gone way down. And obviously, there's also some concern that that widespread traffic stops for small infractions can, can, can disparately affect people of color, right? Yes, that was the reason for the law. But it seems to have perhaps gone, you know, too far the other way in this column that we're talking about. I wrote about a woman who was walking in the mission. She had a green light. She was in a crosswalk and a driver turning um, left. This is another of those focus on the five behaviors is turning left on a green light, but not waiting for people in the crosswalk. That is a very common way that pedestrians are hit. And this happened to this woman um, and police responded. She was taken SF General in an ambulance Uh, multiple police in cars and motorcycles came to the scene, interviewed the driver for about an hour, determined he was not only at fault, but he didn't have car insurance, and they let him go with no ticket at all. So this was pretty incredible. And that's uh, Nancy Harrison Noonan, right, who uh who you wrote about. I think a lot of readers who read that were really frustrated by it. Um, What did the police say about why there was no enforcement in that case? They acknowledged they just messed up. Their spokesman said that they should have issued a ticket and the officer in question would be retrained. But there were multiple officers in question, so I'm not sure why none of them knew that it was clear that he deserved a ticket. All right, let's dig into it further in a minute. We need to take a break. I'm Damian Bulwa, and I'm here with columnist Heather Knight talking about San Francisco's effort to reduce traffic deaths. Welcome back. I'm Metro Editor Damian Bulwa. Heather Knight is here. We're talking about Vision Zero, San Francisco's effort to reduce traffic fatalities to zero. But with 27 traffic fatalities this year, we've got a long way to go. Let's talk about some some kind of aspects of San Francisco that tend to be uh, pretty controversial. First of all, these protected bike lanes, um, there's a, an effort to build more of them to separate not only bikes, but but scooters and mm-hmm. and, and um, e-bikes. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm driving, um, they're a mess, um, and people seem to be confused. Drivers are are sitting in them. Um, what's going on? 
Yeah, it was interesting when I spent the day um, doing the old 49-mile scenic drive with Peter Hartlob in any mode of transportation but a car. Uh, we spent a lot of time on bikes in those protected bike lanes, and it was really frustrating to be in a bike in the exact area you're supposed to be in on a bike, and then a car is just parked right in front of you. So it forces you to go into traffic to get around them. And some, we even saw city vehicles parked in the lanes. Um, I've seen police cars parked in the lanes. It's just very common for drivers to just pull over and kind of use them as makeshift parking, unfortunately. Yeah, and same with almost any intersection during rush hour in San Francisco. There's going to be the extra couple cars that goes through the the yellow light and sits in the, mm-hmm. the crosswalk on the other side, forcing people out into mm-hmm. the intersection. Yeah. I get one of my pet peeves also, this isn't driving but parked cars, is walking with little kids all the time in the city is when people park in their driveways. And San Francisco driveways are really tiny and not you know, in many neighborhoods, not not suited for cars to actually be in them. And so they're blocking the entire sidewalks and they just leave their cars like that all night. That also forces people in wheelchairs and babies and strollers and little kids to go literally into traffic to get around them. Okay. Other questions people ask. One is about uh, automated enforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people have an idea that if we enforce speeding and turn signals with cameras, that um, that that'll It'll reduce it and maybe uh, gather a little bit of revenue, but it's still uh, it's still not done. Why not? This has been proposed at the state level. I'm not sure why, but it's a state thing and has to get approval in Sacramento before any city in California can do it, and it hasn't. Um, it's been talked about for years. Assemblyman David Chu was the ringleader on that for a while, and it didn't pass. There were some objections from the ACLU, um, concerns about civil liberties of you know people being photographed when they're driving so that they can be ticketed later. Um, at one point, law enforcement objected to it because it would take away their jobs, but I've heard at least in San Francisco they've dropped that opposition because they're clearly not ticketing anyway, so why not get some help? Um, so we'd have to have state permission, and then we'd have to have a law in San Francisco. So much of things work that way, yeah. It's multiple layers. Everything is so slow. This has been talked about for years and still not legal. What about um, people sometimes that when you're driving, you see people who appear to be disoriented, um, staggering into traffic in San Francisco, particularly in the Tenderloin. Has that been an issue in, in Vision Zero? Yeah, I found an interesting report from an epidemiologist in the public health department. She presented this report to the Vision Zero Committee um, earlier this fall and named three big reasons for um, an increase in traffic injuries and deaths. And one of them was the increase in the homelessness population. More people are living on sidewalks. They suffer from drug addiction or mental illness, a lot of them. And um, we've all seen it, people just stumbling into traffic, you know, not coherent on where they are um, or what's going on. And that is one factor in this problem. Another one uh, cited was the aging population in San Francisco. I believe one in five San Franciscans is a senior citizen. They obviously need a lot more time to cross an intersection than a 20-year-old. And so um, those countdown clocks, um, Muni has talked about lengthening the time that people have to cross. But um, apparently just doing that would take five years. Oh, the slowness just drives me crazy. Wow. But um, And then the third criteria was just far more traffic on the streets because of the economic boom. More jobs here is drawing more cars here every day. And there's been an increase in the past few years of 630,000 miles driven per day in San Francisco because of this economic boom. And just about half of that is attributable to Uber and Lyft. So with more um, people driving who may not know the streets very well, more traffic, more congestion, more distraction. So this is all um, compounding the problem. Well, I sometimes wonder if the city just isn't built 
you know, fundamentally for traffic safety when you drive around and you see the incredible effort that goes into these protected bike lanes, when you see how many intersections are, you know, crawling with, with traffic and, and, and bikes and pedestrians of all manner. I mean, is there any sort of radical ideas out there for, for changing this? Um, Walk SF, the pedestrian nonprofit advocacy, advocacy group, would really like to see the automated speed enforcement, more red light cameras, more enforcement by police, um, some changes in terms of they'd like to see no uh, right turns on red. They'd like to see um, no right turns on red. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look happy about that, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. That, that's, yeah. So they'd bit. like to see a lot of systemic changes and, of course, more protected bike lanes. Um more car-free streets like market will be one of these days. Um, so there are a lot of things that could be done. Congestion pricing is talked about often, but it's also never gone anywhere. So, I mean, what do you think long-term? Do you think, I mean, given that the goal is zero, is there is there a path forward? Are there things that we should be doing now? And, and can we get close to this? We can certainly do a lot better. I don't think it's realistic that you can ensure that nobody will ever get injured or killed on the streets of any big city in the country. But I think we can obviously do much, much better by all of the things we've just talked about, you know, actually happening. (laughs) There are solutions out there. Enforcing the law. Yeah, that's a start. Okay. (laughs) Heather Knight, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our guest today, City Hall columnist Heather Knight, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. <laughs>